And it's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener. And on the line, I have Jersey sportscaster, Devils announcer, Matt Lachlan, and another Jersey guy, the coach, John McAlevey. And you guys, you saw my text, um, or maybe you didn't, uh, a few minutes into uh, Rutgers, Indiana. I wanted to talk Wednesday you off the night. Night. I know. I'm like, like, I'm like, what happened to this team? Uh, down, I believe it was 23 to eight at the time. Uh, Indiana banks in a three. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is just, this is not Rutgers' night. This is just going to be a tragedy. And then, lo and behold, guys, basketball is a pretty simple game, right? They started hitting shots. Geo drained a three. Harper started firing up threes. He started hitting threes. And they got, they, they got back into the game in a hurry. They actually took the lead at the end of the first half and then just dominated in the second half. One of the best uh, halves of basketball they played all season. They saved it at the right time because they absolutely needed the game. And they just really, after just a terrible start, really turned it on. And it just goes to show that when you start hitting your shots, you know, you open up the game completely. I mean, you saw the Maryland game, which was very frustrating because they just packed it in, double and tripled miles. And the guy and just dared Rutgers to beat them from the outside. And Rutgers couldn't, you know, hit the side of a barn. Yeah. And uh, and it was just a totally different situation. I, I Maryland played some very good defense. Indiana didn't play as well on the defensive end. That's just a fact. But uh, but Rutgers was able to to uh, to hit some shots and especially important for uh, Ron Harper Jr. You knew Geo would step up in some way. I mean, he did it last year at the end of the season, and and it was senior night at the rack, and uh, I was just waiting for him to step up, and he sure enough did. Uh, 20 yeah. points from him, 20 points from Ron Harper Jr. And uh, and it was great to see Ron Harper Jr. start hitting some some baskets, huh? Yeah. You know, and I'm going to step in here for just a second, and then I'm going to defer to Coach yeah. <laughs> Because as much as the offense was important and Geo Baker had a terrific game, he was far and away the star of last night's game, it really started with defense. The defense led to the offense, and then the confidence started flowing. Once they started to play defense, and they played Rutgers defense, they were animated, they were active. Indiana cooperated, but I really think, John, and I know most coaches preach it this way, defense gets you going. It does, and it's funny. I, I tell my teams, and you know, the, guy, the guys are saying that I'm a coach. I coach eighth-grade basketball, <laughs> which is great. But hey, we don't have to tell hey, anybody that. Come on, man. Right? They know by now. Coach right? is a coach, Johnny. Yeah, but but what I tell them, I say, guys, this is going to sound really funny. It's in our it's in our first practice. We sit down and I say, you know, winning basketball is you know it comes down to a couple of different things, and it's sort of an oxymoron. But uh, it starts with a stop, and they look at me like, what are you talking about? I say, yeah, it starts when we start winning when we get start getting stops, which means on the defensive end of the floor, you get a stop, you force a bad shot. But then you got to get the rebound, and then you can bring the ball down to the other side of the floor. And, um, you know, you see how great of a coach Steve Peichel looks when the shots are not going in and they're losing 23 to 8. And then when they start falling, you know, a coach looks like Coach K and, and John Wooden and all them put together. You know, you look great. But Matt's right. It starts with defense, and Rutgers has always had that hard hat defense. Um, and, and they've played that way since Peichel has been there. It, it showed up again. 
after that uh, blitz right out of the out of the gates from uh, the Hoosiers. Um, but it was nice to see, as you said, Steve, Ron Harper Jr. with a smile on his face. Mm-hmm. He made a three at one point, yeah. and he went down to the floor, and he, he couldn't help this big smile across his face, which is great to see from a, a young guy. You know, it's been a tough year for all of these kids with the COVID and the no fans, and mm-hmm. he was an All-American, and then he, he wasn't worth his weight in sand. He was terrible, you know. He was hearing it from everybody. Um, and on senior night, it was nice. A guy like Geo Baker and, and um, you know, th- th- these guys have, have really sort of been Peichel's first class and, and the first ones that have sort of put the, the stake in the ground that, you know, Rutgers basketball is back. We're in the, we, when we first got there, we were nobodies. Now we're in the top 25 a few different times. And so it was nice for them. And it's also nice that with the NCAA um, allowing perhaps you know, another year this year is sort of like a, a gimme for everybody. Who knows? We might not have seen the last of, of these seniors for, uh, for the Scarlet Knights. You know, and as a fan, I mean, what has to happen this year? The stamp, the, the statement is making the tournament. Uh, beyond that, what they do would be great for them to advance. It's great. But making the tournament is just essential, I think. And it was just so important to win this game after, you know, laying the egg against Maryland. Now, let's give Maryland credit. They played great defense. And my concern there, you guys, I, I was like, listen, they they beat up Maryland earlier in the season. It seemed like Maryland improved. Rutgers was in a rut. What's going on here? And then we saw the team, uh, you know, Wednesday night again. It was reminiscent, the performance of earlier in the season when they were in that spot at, at 11th in the country. And yeah, listen, I'm not saying they're 11th in the country. Um, and there's an enormous of challenges ahead of them after they beat Illinois, as we saw. But at least they looked like the team... Uh, that can score. I mean, you have to score in basketball, and they were just struggling so much, especially the game against Maryland. And uh, you can't win. You can't, and they're not going to get in the tournament that way. And by the way, speaking of the tournament, I don't think it's done yet. I still think they need to go on the road, and I think they need to split those. I think they need to take care of business in in Nebraska. I don't. I don't think it's an automatic just uh, beating Indiana here. No, and they're in. Oh, no, no, no. They yeah. they have to split at least. They yeah. they can't. I don't think they could be below five hundred. Right. But you know, we keep talking about it, and I'm sure it'll come up when we discuss Deaton Hall. Like this regular season you know, how you finish and how you look in your conference gets you the berth, but you can also win the tournament as well. So Rutgers could make a run. They could lose the next two and make a nice run in the tournament and they, they would have a chance of getting uh, a, a bid. But that being said, no, they can't lose these two. No, they, they did a nice job last night and the momentum hopefully will carry them through. And it looks like they, they finally have bottomed out. That was the team we came to know and the big 10 came to fear and it looked a lot better. Although, my goodness gracious, Indiana stinks. They, <laughs> Holy cow, were they bad last night? Well, yeah, listen, were. they only got uh, they got the, the, the they got uh, points from their point guard and uh, from their center, and then no one else. They they chipped in twenty apiece, those guys, and then uh, they didn't get anything else, and they don't have much of a bench. And I, uh, you know, they'll get look. Listen, they didn't play. Oh, they turned, but they didn't. Play. I didn't even know if they were running an offense, John. Did you see an offense that they were running there? No, no. I think they, at, at some point when it was 23 to eight, I think they started thinking, wow, we're, anything we throw up is just going to go in. And you know, that trace Jackson Davis, he, he's yeah. a bread and butter. He's a lottery pick. And, um, you know, he did his thing, but 
Not too yep. many other guys did. No and, one and else stepped up. You got to and... worry now about you know Archie Miller. Archie Miller, yeah. he, he's been there yeah. for a couple of years now, and Indiana is like you know the gold standard. Indiana is is one of the you know prime college basketball towns and college basketball oh. jobs, and you know he he bided his time at uh, at Dayton and did he did a great thing there and was. Um, you know, terrific and waited for the, for the big job to open up. His brother, Sean has been a coaching legend out at Arizona, although who knows how he's uh, skating past the NCAA with a lot of the stuff that's coming out about the recruiting practices. But, you know, Arch Miller is, he's got to keep an eye on himself because if he doesn't make the tournament, then then the whispers are going to turn into uh, uh, some loud, uh, some loud yelling and, who knows whether he survives something like this if he doesn't make it? It's a long yeah, way they, from Bobby Knight, right? I mean, uh, yeah. and, and you go on SB, their SB Nation is it's called the Crimson Quarry. You go on there, they're just going nuts, oh, and it's yeah. all. Oh, I bet they're they, killing. Yeah, it. but you, yeah, you, but you get that on those boards there, right? All they do is 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 bitch on the and complain on those yeah. boards, as we know. So, I uh, but, uh, but they haven't yeah. been great. Ha- no, mean, he's had some nice teams, but they. They haven't been. I mean, listen. We grew up with Indiana, right, guys? We know Indiana. And it's not just Bobby Knight. Other other coaches have had success there too, but um, obviously nothing like him. But you know, Indiana now. Eh, you know, you're playing Indiana. Ooh, no, it's not Indiana of, of old. But yeah, let, no, it's not. But let's not take it away from Rutgers. Now they did have to hit some baskets, some shots, and they finally did, which is important. And let's, you know, Indiana's still toying with a 500 record here, so they were on the bubble. They're probably looking pretty bad at, at, at this point. And you know, listen, uh, you know, Rutgers 13 and nine, nine and nine overall. So like you were saying, Matt, they still got work to do. I mean, really got to stay focused. Nebraska can score. Uh, but they don't play much defense. They they should be able to go to Nebraska and win that game. But you never know. You can lay an egg at every any time, and uh, it's important to get one of those. You don't want to have to go to Minnesota and win that game. They really want to stay focused and really uh, act like th- they absolutely need this game in in, uh, in Lincoln. Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible they'll overlook Nebraska a little bit, but I, I would be surprised. So, I really would. But you're right. I mean, Rutgers is not so good that they can throw out the basketball. And what do you think, Johnny? You think uh, it ab- absolutely split or, um, you know, some people have them in after this win. I mean, you're getting a little bit of that, but uh, I think that uh, I think they still have work to do. I think that some people do have them in. I've seen some of the brackets, and I think that is strictly on, on the strength of the Big Ten Conference this year being so good. Yeah. Um, that is going to help them. Let's, let's be honest. That's good. That could help pull them across the finish line. There were, there were folks, um, that were saying that last night's game before it tipped off was the, you know, winner goes, loser goes home, you know, between right. Indiana and Rutgers. Mm-hmm. It was nice that they were able to, uh, to pull that out. But yeah, I mean, now we, we, we turn our, uh, lonely eyes to Lincoln, Nebraska and, you know, this is not one where you want to get out and be down 23 to eight on the road, even though there's no fans there, you're still on the road. And, and if you're in a, you know, a double digit, you know, hole like that, I'm assuming that it will, I have to take a look at Nebraska's schedule. It'll probably be senior night for them. And, you know, guys want to get it done on their home floor and you want to be sure. a spoiler. They have nothing to play for other than the, Hey, let's knock Rutgers out of it. They got something to play for. Let's yeah. get up for that. And I'm sure that's what, you know, they're preaching to their players right now. So you want yeah, to get out their to last a, home game. Yeah. You yeah. want to get out to a good start there. I always tell my guys, 
You know, if you're better than a team, then you want to impose your will on them early to take their take their will away that they have nothing to play for. I mean, really kick them in the teeth from the start because if you let them hang around, guess what? They're going to hang around and they're going to beat you. Yeah, and uh, look, the bottom line is you lose two in a row to a bottom half team in uh, in the Big Ten, even though it's a good conference. We all know that, and they're all good teams. But the bottom line is you lose your last two to to bottom half teams that has a that have a worse record than you. That's not that doesn't pump up the resume, man. So it's no. absolutely. I mean, yeah, you can. I guess you know going to Minnesota. Minnesota's pretty good. I mean they they've struggled on the road, but they're good at home. And that's yeah, a, they're thirteen and two at yeah, home. That, that's yeah. their strength. And, and Rutgers a, is only yeah. three and five on the road. Yeah, and they're and they're athletic. I mean, it's a it's not a terrible team by any means. And there's no terrible team, frankly, in the in the Big Ten. So uh, well, Rutgers still is a terrible team. Okay, well, right, and Northwestern's a terrible. Then team. they have to go to well, <laughs> and then, Penn State is pretty close to a terrible. Uh, team. <laughs> well, they have to go to Lincoln I mean, and win that game. I think you can't be yeah. eight and twelve and and not be considered a terrible team. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, respect to eighteen well, to twenty. I think what we're doing is we're giving game. we're giving the Big Ten just a load of respect, and I I, I, I get it. But if you're if you're um if you're well, that far under five hundred, no, I got you. I got you. No, 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 no doubt. So we'll. Watch Rutgers and see uh, see what they do in the next two games. Again, uh, uh, they're at uh, it's Monday at Nebraska Monday, and then the following Saturday at Minnesota. Let's take a break here, and we'll talk about Seton Hall, who's got some work to do themselves. The big insurance companies barrage you with endless commercials, and then have operators on standby, who knows where, ready to push you through the process. At LG Insurance, we'd like to get to know you, find out what your needs are, answer all your questions, earn your trust. No rush here. We'll take all the time you need. And we still have backing from all the big guys. So we'll get you a great rate, too. LG Insurance. Local feel. National backing. All right, we're back on the Jersey Hardwood podcast at moresportsnow.com. It's sponsored by LG Insurance. Uh, Rutgers does get to split the last two games. They're hanging on for a tournament bid. Uh, Seton Hall has a rough uh, rough go the last two games. Matt, um and uh, again, Wednesday night, both teams in action. And uh, Seton Hall struggled in the second half, um, lost to Butler. And they're not out of it. They still have a chance here, but they certainly have hurt themselves with the loss to Georgetown and now um, a loss to uh, uh, to Butler. Uh, still third in the conference, still should be able to get into the tournament if they take care of business. But uh, a rough night last night, huh? Well, it's been a rough stretch after winning those, you know, four straight. But if you go back to the three they had lost leading up to that, they've now lost five of their last eight. So, you know, that's not a good sign overall. And they do have fate in their hands, but the way they played last night, the way they played at Georgetown just makes you wonder whether or not they're going to be able to pull it back up in time to beat Connecticut and beat St. John's. Now, couple of things. As we talked before the break, the Big Ten is acknowledged as a very good conference, and some would say the best in the country. And this, uh, the Big East has not gotten that kind of respect. Now, not this year. Not, no, not this year. And so, yes, you're right. Third in the Big East, you would think, yeah. gives you a bid. But at the same time, all those other metrics, their net ratings and all that sort of stuff, is kind of low for the league. And so I, I just don't know when they sit down to dole out the bids where the third place team fits in. That being said, if they can win these last two, it would go a long way 
to securing a berth. But, you know, after the game last night, I mean, Kevin Willard, you know, acknowledged they have some work to do, and yet he's concerned, and rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we talked about even that going back to the DePaul game. They were sleepwalking through much of that DePaul game. I know um, when we did our podcast. And then, you know, to go down to Georgetown, who really is, you know, Georgetown can be really bad and then they can be really good. I mean, they went and they won at Creighton um, and they're peaking a little bit now. Maybe, you know, Patrick Ewing is, is finding his, his groove with this crew and he's got a really good recruiting class coming in. So maybe he is going to survive to fight another day, but you don't like to go to Georgetown and lose because they're not, you know, upper echelon, big, uh, big East. And then, you know, to, to lose to Butler is, is a rough one because Butler is really down this year. And, you know, you talked about the big 10 and the big East and I agree with you. The big East is really down this year. I mean, look at a team like Xavier who, who rushed out of the gate more like 12 and one or 10 and, you know, 10 and one right out of the gate. They have really fallen back. Unfortunately, they've been sidelined a lot with the COVID protocols. Uh, Providence is down this year. Uh, Butler is down this year. Marquette, although, they went to the Dean Dome yesterday and surprisingly yeah. took care of North Carolina pretty easily. But, you know, they're 6-10 and 10 in the conference and they're under 500. they They're not very good. So the conference is really down. Um, other than Villanova, of course, and Creighton. And the team to look out for now is Connecticut. I mean, I'm telling you, with James Booknight back, um, and, and they're starting to hit on all cylinders. And, you know, Danny, we know, is a lunatic on the sideline, but his kids play hard for them. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The Big East is, you're looking at Villanova is definitely in. Creighton is definitely in. And then it's like, ooh, from there, Seton Hall in Connecticut, I think are really, I think Xavier's going to fall by the wayside. Even though they're 12 and 5, they really don't have great wins and they're, they're certainly not clicking when you want to be clicking. So Seton Hall better, you know, buckle them up here because you lose two to really bottom feeders in the conference. And then you got to play Connecticut with book night. So that's a completely different story. And then, you know, St. John's is that team. We talk about that for uh, 90 feet of hell, where they're going to just really be up in your grill from the minute you inbound the ball. No one wants to play against that. And by the way, they're fighting like heck. They lost it to Paul. Tough ones. St. John's just lost it to Paul and they, they got blown out by Nova. Yeah. I know they yeah. were on a high though. They had to yeah. play really well. They're still fourteen and ten, so it's not a bad record. But but listen, um, but so Matt, they're fighting yeah. for their spot. But Matt, I mean, it's an opportunity for Seton Hall here. They got UConn, oh, sure UConn at home, win that game and beat St. John's, and you're in. They're in the oh. tournament, so it's oh, right there in no front question. of us. It's just um, no, there's, what there's no doubt that they win those two games that they have enhanced their position. I'm not saying they 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 are not going to be able to control their own fate. I think it's just going to be difficult considering the way they play. They've been out rebounded the last three games last night, last few games, they've been terrible from three. Uh, so their offense has dried up a little bit. They've scored 60 or fewer in three of their last four games. So if they don't shoot and they don't rebound, yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's a recipe for disaster. You know, you, you yeah. Brown used to, uh, famously say he'd look at a stat sheet and talk to a player and say, well, let's see here. You have no points and no assists and you have no rebounds and no fouls. Uh, so the question is, what did you do tonight to help us? 
<laughs> and so if you don't do that one end, you got to do it at the other. And Seton Hall hasn't done it at either end the last year. And I'm hearing yeah. this from a few sources, including you guys, that uh, Aiken's got to get back on the court because Shavar Reynolds just isn't meant to play 37 minutes. I mean, so and it doesn't look like he's coming and, back. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. It looks like uh, the, Kevin, knee, the knee Kevin problems. Said, yeah. Last week we talked and, and, you know, prior to that in speaking with Kevin, he had said, that you know they were going to have to manage it and see if they can get him back. They had kept him out of a few games trying to get his knee better. But then after we were done with the show, I guess maybe prior to the Georgetown game uh, on Saturday, he said uh, they're not sure they're going to get him back. So without him, their depth is significantly affected. And yes, Javar Reynolds is playing way too many minutes. Uh, but Michael Kalashvili, you know, he'll have moments, but. Gosh, I, I wanted him for the last half of the season to demand the ball, but you know yeah. he likes to take the three. That's the game today. Yeah. And then when he's not on, then you have no rebounding. Uh, mm-hmm. because he gives them some of their size, and I don't know. There, there, there's just something not happening there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is, but right now I don't see that leadership. But that's what happens when you lose. Even in some of the wins, I didn't ne- uh, necessarily see it last night. Rutgers got it from Geo Baker. Seton Hall needs somebody to step up and say that. And whether it's Miles Kale, whether it's Mamukalashvili, whether it's Shavar Reynolds, they're the seniors. You know, Obiagu, yes, but you know, he he's just he can't he can't do it. Those yeah. three guys can. Let's see if they do. And you I'm know, Kevin yeah. Willard. I'm in I'm in uh, Sandro's text. Mm. I'm texting him. I'm on the phone with him. I'm in his dorm. I'm in the room, and I'm just telling him, you know, listen. Here's your time. You're mm-hmm. our guy, and and you know, heavy is the head that wears the crown. I, you know, at this point in the season, I don't want to hear that you're double teamed and you're triple teamed, and people are are sitting on your left hand. We'll put it on the floor with your right. You're our guy. We yeah. love you, and and you got to take us like like you saw your friend last year, Miles uh, Powell, do for us. You have to carry us over the edge, and and we have all the faith in you, and and and. Um, Let's see if we can get it done. Come on, you only got yeah. a couple more games left, so let's do well, it. Well, that's it. What's your legacy going to be? And and right. Willard said on his post game show last night that he um, he's not sure about this team from the standpoint of last year there was somebody to do all that work, and even yeah. the year before there was somebody to do all that work. So now who steps up? Who steps yep. up? Right, and he's been good, but except lately, and and there's a lot of pressure on him, man. Because if he's scoring 11 points, it's it's a problem. They they they're counting on him. And uh, did Butler just do a good job defensively, or was he just off? I mean, it was just. Uh, well, I, w- I would want to not give them some credit. Mm-hmm. They were better, but Seton Hall was just off. Yeah, yeah they yeah. they did not play well. They were lucky, you know. I, I didn't catch the whole uh, the whole game, but from what listening to the announcers and taking a look at the, um, the play-by-play scoring wise, they were, the fact that they were winning at halftime was like, wow, I would have been in the locker room saying, Hey fellas, whew, we sort of dodged the bullet here. Cause we played like, you know, you know what in the first <laughs> half. And then we held, they were, it was, they were good. They held Butler, I think without a field goal for almost five minutes towards the end of the first half. And they actually went in leading by two, and um, that would have been like, as the coach, I would have looked at my, my coaching brethren and said, you know, we got that out of our system. We played like garbage and we're winning. Now now we'll just put 20 minutes together here and we'll ride this baby home. But it just didn't come together. And so, no. um, you know, we, we, we talked about their final four games. And these were the two we thought, 
you know, listen, they're not going to sweep them, but you got two, not gimmies, but you got two games here that you should win. You're going to be favored to win. And it certainly would be nice to have those two in the bank, knowing that you've got Connecticut, who's really fighting for a spot in, in the NCAA tournament themselves with James Booknight back and the whole Danny Hurley and Seton Hall and Jersey thing. And then at St. John's, which you never know what you're going to get with those junkyard dogs. So they they stubbed their toe on these two. Now they owe us, I I would tell them as a team. And Matt, I mean, look, if they can't beat UConn on their home floor, do they deserve to go to the tournament? It's really, I mean, they got work to do as Rutgers does. I mean, if they can't take care of business, especially at home, uh, then do they even deserve to go? Well, the Big East tournament will help them as well. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, certainly. I mean, there's, there's the, you always forget about that. Everybody's so locked into conferences that you do have that tournament as well. Yeah. So if they can get a run in the tournament, that that can help. But, uh, you know, losing, um, you know, losing losing at the Rock uh, to UConn. And how much is the Rock going to help them, Matt? Well, I mean, it should, right? And they'll have some fans there now that Governor Murphy has allowed fans to come into mm-hmm. Uh, indoor facilities. Um, so I don't know what they'll wind up putting in there, but they will have fans in there and, and that should help. But, you know, beyond that, it's, it is your last game there. So there were memories that were established there during your career. And let's see how the seniors want to go out, but it, it will be a challenge. So look, that's what you want, right? Hey, fellas, look, it would be a lot better if Seat Hall was sitting like Gonzaga or Baylor, right? Undefeated and, <laughs> and, right. and ready to uh, just enter their post a season tournament to prepare for the NCAAs. They're not there, but that's the challenge they've got until next Wednesday. Willard will say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing they'll have some time off. There'll be some film work and, and then he'll just put it to him. This is the, this is the mental and emotional plea. It's not the physical plea. It's where are you at? Are you going to have some life? Can you come out and do something? But, you know, UConn's not going to sit back and let him do it. Matt, no. by the way, what's the, um, what's the, uh, protocol there for letting fans in i mean is there a capacity limit what what's the rock doing i know because yeah, all of a sudden here about the devil's tickets and stuff i'm like wow okay. governor said 10 percent. 10 percent. 10 percent okay so that's so uh, well, it's a few people whether or not seton hall you know how they're doing it like they've set up a system where you know people online put in uh requests for tickets but it's it really the the system is students are going to get them first and mm-hmm. then it's going to be family probably family for, I think it's family first and students. And then after that, it's whatever's left over and you better be a longtime season ticket holder, or <laughs> a don- uh, you know, a big donor, say, hey, listen, Pirate Blue. but 2000 fans will help, right? I mean, they, they could use that support. Yeah, I don't know if they'll get 2000 in, uh, but whatever the number is, honestly, I don't know what capacity is for basketball. I work okay. there. I should know, but I don't know. Right. But it'll be close to two. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it'll be over two. They don't have a 20,000. Uh, capacity for basketball. Uh, but yeah, they, they should have close to 2000 and that will help. They'll make some noise. So mm-hmm. that should be a boost and everybody will have a good seat for a change, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, you got to space out, yeah. right? So I don't yeah. know Social depends distancing. on how they use that seating. Yeah. Right. It depends on how they space right. out, that but seating. yeah, they're not going to be, uh, not going to be told to head up to the nosebleeders. They're yeah. going to have a pretty good seat yeah. of that lower bowl. Maybe they should. Yes. Indeed. But I, again, I don't know how they're going to do that. Right. I mean, that's, that's above my pay grade at Prudential right. Center. Our, yeah. our people have done a terrific job in preparing for this All right. and they've done a wonderful job in, in making sure the facility is safe to enter. And they've got 
ingress and egress plans and separation plans and whether or not okay. there'll be food service, et cetera. It's just where do you sit the people, quite right. frankly. I, and that do, I don't do, know. Do you, is there a number for the devils, Matt? Do you know that number? They haven't put the number out. Okay. Because uh, so it okay. depends. Is yeah. it building capacity? Is it sport capacity? Right, I got right? you. Got yeah. you. Yeah. Fewer seats yeah. for hockey than for basketball. So Fellas, I'm not really sure. On a side note, where do you think we are 365 days from now? Do you think we're still going through this, or do you think no, that we're talking about Seton Hall on, on senior day with a full boat and, and the Devils playing in front of a full crowd? What do you think You know, right now what, what would your thoughts be? My thoughts are that with the vaccine here, um, you know, herd immunity is another factor here. I just think it's got to – my hope is that – here's here it is i mean the summertime it should open up considerably but then you get back into the winter is there a possibility that there can be another spike in some way because there's not not enough people have gotten vaccinated all that stuff but i would think that in in a year this is all going to be behind us but i hope so anyway what do you think matt numbers are way down yeah i do uh we're, we're on the right path we can't let our guard down but more and more people are being vaccinated. I'm sure if you ask around, you know, somebody not in your household, somebody you know close has gotten vaccinated. Uh, I can tell you Maggie has, my wife, my son Liam has. They both work in uh, healthcare facilities, so they were high up on the list. Next door neighbor has been vaccinated. Across the street has been vaccinated. Uh, I'm on going and on for and my on. second one on Saturday. There you go. So more and more people are getting it. Yes, it's not been rolled out as quickly as we would like or as cleanly as we would like. Well, I'm the last man qualified (laughs) in New Jersey. They said it. I I punched in all my my um, my specifics and they were like, "Okay, you're last. So I'll probably get to stay in your bubble for another year then, Steve. I'll get it in the summer or whatever. So we'll see. But real quick with the Big East here, Johnny, are the Friars out of it or they have a chance? What's going on? No, no. They would have to win the Big East tournament or at least get to the finals. I was joking around with some of my friends. I said, you know, we would probably have to win all of the rest of our games by 20 points (laughs) apiece and do the same thing into the Big East tournament and then maybe – lose to Villanova by one in triple overtime just to sort of, you know, get well, on the better he, side of the bubble. I mean, they're, they're 12 and 11. They have talent there. They've just woefully underachieved and they had a great game last night. Uh, probably the best they've had all year. They, they beat Xavier, you know, from pillar to post. It really wasn't as close uh, uh-huh. as the score w- would indicate. And so maybe, maybe they're turning over a new leaf. If they play like this for the rest of the way, I certainly wouldn't want to play them. They were really uh-huh. good last night, but I don't know as to whether they can keep it up. So, Matt, so it's going to be three teams out of the Big East. When's the last time that happened? I have no idea, to be honest with yeah, you. I have I mean, to look it up. Yeah. I, I mean, think it'll, it'll be four. It's just going to be, you know, who they are. Well, God, if it's four, then you got to believe it's Seton Hall. I mean, even if they split the last two, it's got to be in. So, uh, I don't know. Is the, we'll have to see how this we all plays be. out. But yeah, uh, two more games. Exactly. Two more games for Rutgers, two more games for Seton Hall, and we'll see how it plays off. They both have work to do. We'll agree with that. And that'll do it for this uh, week's episode of the Jersey Hardwood Podcast. It's on moresportsnow.com. I mean, you can get it wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. And uh, check out our site, too, moresportsnow.com. We cover both sides of the Hudson, New York and New Jersey sports. I'm Steve Titchener with Matt Lachlan and John McAlevey. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.